Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast. We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. That's, that's brother. That's brother Trey over there, y'all. He, he, he just having he just having a good old time in the boat. That's right. Trey, we hear you over here, buddy. James chapter one verse twenty two. It says, "But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves." It says, "For if anyone is a hearer of the word." And not endure. He is like a man observing his natural face. What do you mean, Pastor? He only sees himself if he's just a hearer. The word makes you be more than a hearer, amen. And it says his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets. What kind of man he was. He says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty of love and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer. See, the kids, you can't be a forgetful hearer. You can't forget the things that God has shared with you, has said to you. Amen. But it is deeper because we won't, we won't touch on something. And it says, this one will be blessed with what he does. Matthew 6. That was the 25. Matthew 6. Let's go to the foundation of what we want to talk about this morning. Amen. Matthew 6. Verse 1, it says, Take heed that you do not do charitable deeds before men to see, to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. 2 says, Therefore, when you do not do a charitable deed, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet. That does that means don't make a whole lot of noise about it. 
before you as, a, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men. But surely I say to you, they have their reward. That means if you do things to be seen, and being when we talked about being a hearer of the word and not the doer of the word, right? So that led that, that that led you up to this part. That when you do something, you don't do it to be seen. Because the moment they see you and they acknowledge you, you have just now gained your reward. That's it. That's it. But when you do things and you don't require a whole lot of fanfare behind it then your reward is sure with God. Amen. I'm going to talk about, we'll talk, I want to talk about this on the day. When do we stop performing? Good God, Lord. Come on here. When do we stop being performers? Because everybody now wants to be seen for doing the least of things. Every little thing somebody wants to be recognized for. That's why Facebook is so popular. YouTube is so popular. TikTok. Because everybody wants to do something to be recognized. Jesus. This is the time of year where everybody's giving us on front street. Watch me give 5,000 turkeys. When people have been starving all year long. Thirsty. All you know, this is a multi-billion dollar country. No child should ever be hungry in this country. Amen. But yet the food banks are loaded with people giving, giving, giving. They can't keep people. They have to tell people, stop giving. We got too much this time of year. And then we're giving. Yeah, please, I'll put my name, the name of what I do is uh, dun, 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 dun. They want they want the correct spelling of their name. Why? Because they want credit for what they've done. Mm. Jesus. And so that's just on that level. As we as as people of God, whenever we do something, somebody gets healed. The first thing that is tell I we are healed. We don't have the power to heal nobody. We don't have the power to raise anybody from the dead. It's the power of God that works in us. But because we are so we're so interested and conditioned to perform, we automatically take the we take the we take the mantra that it's about us and not about God. And your, your, your relationship with God should never be in the performance realm. You should never be seeking to do anything to perform before you guys. I love each and every one of you, all of y'all who watch us, but my job is not to come up here and entertain you. My job is to entertain and to minister salvation that your soul will be saved and delivered from hell. That's my job. My job is to tell you the word of God that tells you, come out from under your sin and seek God 
and not just seek him, serve him with all your heart. With all your mind. With all your strength. There's a lot of young men here. Listen, this is the greatest opportunity and moment in your lives. Why? Because you can get it right now. And serve God in your youth. And serve him for the remainder of your days. My sons are in here. You gentlemen will be, and, and ladies will be without excuse to serve God. And not just a God, Jesus Christ. Because there's many gods, but there's one true God. Come on. And we're so conditioned to perform concerning God. And as people, we think because somebody can shout, they, they, they get to slide across the floor. They look like they just they they look like they, they want ice. They just slide. <laughs> we think that tells us that they're walking in the spirit. Come on. Woo! Come on here. We believe that because they speak in some tongue. Come on now. They've mastered some language that we equate that to the the, the language of the Holy Spirit. Every tongue is not of God. Come on. That's it. But we've gotten so we listen, we we perfected performing. See, no one talks about hell. Because you can't perform talking about hell. See, I can promise you and be lying to you. That's you keep spending nine thousand times, you spend from one end of this this moment to the next. By the time you get to that end, a car is going to be waiting at your house. Performance. And then a lot of our relationships with God is performance based. We think we got to do something to get something. When God has already done everything he's going to do in our lives, we got to release our faith to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. So don't let these guys or gals or anybody tell you about performing. No shade, and I ain't calling no names, standing no blame, don't get mad at me, anybody. I watched the guy do the centipede down the, up, up and down the pulpit, and I said, what are we doing? Did he say the centipede? Yes. <laughs> wow. Making a mockery. Wow. What value does that add to your salvation? Amen. Nothing. What does that prove to help win somebody to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Because our job is not to perform to win people. Our job is to tell people what the word says. We can't win them by trying to outperform the world. So we turn on, we turn off all the lights in the church, smoke coming all out, lights blinking. We look like we're at the concert. Exactly. And we do it because I and I get some of the reason or some of the, the methodology behind it is to draw is to attract and to draw people in 
We call the Gentile bait. But now, listen. Newsflash for a lot of people. Most non-believers aren't drawn by that. Most Christians are. What do you mean, Pastor B? Because it reminds them of where they used to be. And, and for a moment in time, a lot of people go right back to what they used to do. Because you got a lot of people who used to party like it was 1999. I be one of them. And so I stay away from things like that. Because not that I'm not strong enough to not deal with it, I stay away because it reminds me of what I came from. And I'm not going back. And most people, truth be told, and it should be, most, they already did. most Christians are one in and one out. And we play right between the lines. Oh, that looks more like that looks like the world. And we in the church, but it looks more like where I'm coming from. So that's Sunday. I just came out of that on Friday and Saturday night. So coming into Sunday reminds me of exactly what I just came from. Other than the, the singing of the songs are different. Jesus. And so we are performing. And a lot of these, they, a lot of these who are up before you aren't ushering you into the presence of God. They are moving your emotions. Mm. Say it again. And that's why so many of you go back out into the world and get your hind pots with every single day. Because you have, never, you have not learned not one thing to sustain you when life happens. All you know is when you, when you hear a song, jump, jump. That ain't gonna that ain't gonna free you from nothing. You better tell it. Throw your hands up. Okay, what, what throwing your hands up to do what? If your heart has not been surrendered to God, what are you so what are you throwing your hands up and surrender to? Because we can be emotionalized all day long. We can come in here and pump you up and give you and, and, and give you a motivational speech, but what does that profit you when you go out here? And you have to face a real devil in a real world. Come on, come on. When you don't know that the Bible tells me, if I trust, if I humble myself and I resist the devil, but you gotta humble yourself under the might of God. And then you have to have enough in you to resist the devil. And he will not entertain him. Say it again. You have to resist him. See, most of us spend a whole lot of time entertaining and not resisting. That's why our lives are so up and down, up and down, up and down. When are we going to stop performing? And then the friends who we're trying to win over to the things of God, they know ain't nothing about your life worth following. Because I've seen you in moments where you should have been praising God, but you wasn't. Mm -hmm. 
You were acting just like me. And then the moment you think they're not looking, then we do, then we, then we worship. Then we may, we may speak, we may say something to, to give the appearance that we are in the spirit. That we have the Holy Ghost in our life. Or that there's some relationship with God that I have that, that, they, that they should want. I told you guys, I read that first and Pete and James, you gotta look in the mirror. You have to watch the mirror of your life. And when you come before that mirror and you and you only see your natural, and there's nothing about you spiritual, you have now just become a hero only. And not a doer. Nothing about your life lines up. We have to watch that, y'all. Because we are in a world now where performing is, is king. You see so many people going these award shows. Or they get with these gospel artists. And they get the, they get the shouting. Like they like you think they in the spirit or something because they're singing the gospel song. And then the next Maybe a couple of when they get to sing their own song, they cussing and fussing. They talk about they come out with the outfit on where you kind of they you like <laughs> what just happened? She was just with them on stage and she was shouting and or he was shouting and they pretty they had to go to commercial because the praise party was just so high. And then they come back a couple of seconds later. Do, 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 that's one of the biggest lies that people tell y'all about that verse. He didn't go down and start drinking with drunkards. He didn't start, he didn't go down there and start gambling with gamblers. The Bible never tells us to be like them to win them. In order to win them, he tells us to come out from among them. Come on. And be separate. You can't win them being like them. You win them by the wisdom of God. Yes. Because he also says that he that win of souls is wise. Jesus. There has to be some level of the wisdom of God operating in you, which means you have to have the spirit of God in order to have the wisdom of God. Dwelling on the inside of you. Because mm. without the spirit, there is no wisdom. Amen. There's your wisdom. And our wisdom always fails us. I don't know about you. See, I'm talking to myself. I don't know about you. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna preach to myself. My wisdom has always failed me when I when I went into Virgil's wisdom because I was never. It could never be smarter than the Creator. And everything, every time I thought I was gonna outsmart the smart, I failed every time. Well, maybe if I do it this way. 
I'll avoid the consequences of that. Nah. <laughs> It'll, I, here's the thing. And see, this is where the devil's tricky. You avoid it. it. It seems like you don't get the results immediately. See, that's the cockiness of sin. Mm -hmm. Come on. Just because consequences don't happen immediately, we automatically think we just avoided a crash, a collision. But just because the temporary didn't happen doesn't mean the long-term effect wasn't there. Mm. That's real good. I'm talking about something. Let me dig in because. I dated a lot of people, I dated a lot of women. Let me be real clear. I dated a lot of women when I was out there. I ain't gonna say no people. I gotta clean that up because I know how people, you know how y'all are. I know how y'all are. Woman, woman, woman. Make sure y'all clear on that. I dated a lot of women when I was, and I'm not boasting in that. I was a hormone. I, 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 I grabbed the, I, that spirit grabbed a hold of me and I didn't let it go. One, I didn't have enough in me to, but let's move on from that. Because I didn't, I didn't receive a lot of consequences from the immediate actions of being with women, there was a lasting effect that it had on me long term. It took me forever to break away from ties mm. to people that I had given myself to. Come on. That's real talk right there. Being with partners that are or people that are women or men that are not your husband or your wife, you develop ties and soul ties with. And if you don't get delivered from that, you take that into your next relationship with you. And now you start comparing others to others. That one had nothing to do with the other. But you put them, you have to be what she was to me. Or he was. Those are times. And to talk about that from, I don't know why, I know why I jumped that was for somebody. We got, you got, you got to make sure you break away from that. Proverbs 13. When do we stop performing? Proverbs 13, verse 5. You guys all right? Good. You guys all right again? Bring the word. Amen. Proverbs 13 and 5. Proverbs 13 and 5 says, A righteous man hates lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. Now check out this translation. A righteous man hates falsehood, but a wicked man acts disgustingly shameful. So when you perform, when you when you when you when you're performing, a wicked man's acts is disgustingly shameful. When you when you set yourself to be a performer, you will have to be wicked to to come come up in this pool, come up into any pulpit, and 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 and, act, and actually be deceitful. You are acting. 
You are performing. And they say it's disgusting and shameful. Anyone who uses this pulpit as a way of manipulation is shameful. Controlling people. Only performing. Yeah, man, it's desperately wicked. It's, it's a wicked thing. And if you're righteous, you speak on it. But no one talks about these things. Amen. I'm telling the truth. No one wants to talk about this stuff. Why? No one wants to talk about this. Because why? Because it messes with their money. It messes with the money. It messes with the attendance. See, people, and let's, yeah, let's I'm talk to y'all. Let's be honest. Y'all talk, y'all talk, y'all, y'all, y'all cool with me, right? We cool, right? We, we right? <laughs> y'all cool with me, right? Y'all ain't never, y'all ain't never passed further, right? No. Right. Let me just show, let me, let me share my heart, child. You know why most people don't talk about things that's going to challenge you to do right and to live better? Because it doesn't move the needle. People want to be motivated and not, a, not provoke the change. Because when you provoke the change, it causes you to take a look at yourself. And when you're preaching about that, now you have to take a look at yourself because as much as the word comes out of my mouth and goes that way, it also comes back this way. Because I would have to be a full-blown hypocrite to live any kind of way and tell y'all not to live. Any Amen. And most people, not also, don't y'all be calling me, sending me no emails, don't want to hear, I ain't called no name, I ain't said nothing about none of y'all, leave me alone. Because you do what's right with God. Get it right. Now, I'm not perfect. But I understand the fact that I can't play with your life. Why? Because my life is in jeopardy. That's it right there. And how dangerous and how much of a fool or false or disgustingly shameful do I have to be to play with your life knowing that my life is on the line? Because when y'all have to stand, I have to stand. And guess what he does? He moves y'all out of the way and looks at me even more harshly. That's it right there. That is. You. Yeah, you. You had Ted, BJ, Jay, Matt, Tom, Vietnam. All these people listening to you. This is what you told them. Mm, 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 mm. Good God, my. This is what you said to them. Mm -hmm. You led them all astray. Yeah. Good God, my. Come on. Not me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not me. Because I cannot. Have your life living falsely, your blood on my hands. And see, most people get in this thing and it's about the wrong thing. 
performing, entertaining, and people are dying. And the Bible says that in hell, hell enlarges itself daily. Why? Because somebody new has now joined the unbelievers in here. The unrighteous. The ones who chose not to choose. Because when you don't choose, you've already made a choice. Amen. Don't let nobody tell you nothing different, people. When you don't choose God, you've already made a choice. It's not a I will never fear tackle anybody into serving God because when you come to God, you must first believe that He is God. Come on, man. Come on. You must you must come to God wanting to know that He is God and that He is a rewarder. Of them that diligently seek him. What do you mean a re reward? That means you don't get a house? That means you get a you get life everlasting. Amen. You get life beyond this life. That's the greatest reward ever. Amen. Forget about a car. You work long enough and hard enough, you'll get a car. You live long enough, you'll get a car. You accept Jesus Christ, you get life. And life more abundantly. John 4.24. John 4.24. It says, our God is a spirit. And his worshipers must worship him. In spirit and in truth. Yes, yes, yes. So if you if you if you are a worshiper and you love God like you say you do and you stand before Him, you must give it to Him in spirit and in truth. You must I must give it to you guys, so you guys will be able to give it back in spirit and in truth. Because our relationship is twofold, y'all. He wants our praise. He desires our praise. He desires our fellowship. But he wants it in spirit and in truth. Because see, we can fool ourselves, but we can never play with God anymore. He knows the very intent of man. He searches our hearts. Amen. He knows what's in us. That's why when Minister Mike is, I mean, y'all know y'all heard me preach, glad y'all heard us tea talk about last week. Send Judah first. Send your praise first. But yeah, I watch so many of y'all just sit around and not give God any praise at all. When I gave y'all the testimony of a 92-year-old young man who's still praising God. At this stage of his life, he can just say, God, thank you for the 92 years. And whenever you're ready, you, I'm ready to go whenever you're ready for me to go. But now, what, he, what does he tell me? He wakes up every morning and he says he takes a few minutes of his day. He says, thank you, God. No matter what's going on in my body, 
My eyes are open. So then my, my eyes are open, my mouth is open. Come on. Come on, amen. Y'all heard the saying, closed close mouths don't get fed, right? Y'all heard that, right? If you're having the days, you're the days of the day. Closed <laughs> mouths never get fed. That's the same with your praying. Amen. You expect Amen. something from God, but you give him nothing. Come on. In return. How can your closed mouth ever cons cons mm, consider getting fed? I just had to close the Bible on that. Because here's where I am with it. Because we always want something from God, but give him nothing in return. We are the begging his people. Believers are the begging his people, but we give him nothing to work with. We rob him all the time of a moment to get involved in our situation. When he's waiting, he's like, now I see, I see an opportunity, and this, your angels are always we're always Amen. looking for an opportunity to work. And listen, they come for the word, but because your mouth is closed, they don't have nothing to run to. But we've been so conditioned to perform in here, and when people are watching. But when you're in that, that quiet time in your house and there's nothing and no one around but you, are you going to finally get serious about your relationship with God? Because you can't, you can't perform well enough to, to convince him that you're not performing. So you can win an Academy Award. You can win what they would Stella, if you can sing a Stella Award, if you can sing a Grammy, you can win all that. But do you have what you what it takes to gain eternal life? Which is the greatest reward. The greatest honor when you stand before and he says, Well done. Jesus, thank you. Thy good and faithful servant. Enter in. Ha! Listen, that's the greatest award ever. That's the one I want. I don't want preacher of the year. I know that's right. I don't want ministry service worker of the year. All those things are good. I want to make sure that when I'm done on this side, God says, hey, come on. Proud of you. Come on in here. Come on. And then when you get then when you get your crown, you get all the jewelry that's associated with it. Because all the lives yes. that's been touched Hallelujah. by your life. That's praiseworthy. But see, so many of us are begging God for stupid, trivial things that when we wake up in the morning, he only asks that we start out that, God, I thank you. This is the day that you have made. Yeah, nothing about this day I know other than the fact that you made it. And whatever it has in it, I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because I know that you are a part of it. Yes. Amen. Listen, y'all better come on in here. I don't need no keyboard. I don't need Hallelujah. no... Listen, all I need is this. And then when I can utilize this, I get everything else that comes along with it. Amen. Hallelujah. You rob yourselves, people. 
Because you believe that you got to have some type of frosting at the mouth. All this performance stuff. When all God is asking for is your, your sincere worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Your sincere commitment to doing his will. Worshiping the spirit of the truth. Trusting God with your life. And when you get to that point, telling others about your experience with God becomes easy. Ministering to others becomes easy. Why? Because it's done from a pure place. I love God. So I give him my heart. I give him my life. I give him everything I have. Why? He owns it anyway. I'm taking none of this when I leave him. Nothing. If he was to come back right now and y'all would see boots and a suit, glasses, watch, ring, all of that. I'm out of here. Y'all would see this body, all that would be right here. And I'm gone. But we believe that so much of what we have tells, tells others how blessed we are. <laughs> nah, that's the performance. Now listen, hear me and hear me good. God is not opposed to you having things. I have to say that as we go. God, he said he wishes above all things that we prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. He doesn't want the things to have you. People don't come to people don't come to church or come to come to worship together because of whatever reason it is to of another. The football game is now replaced God. I like football just like the next man. Woman. Ain't no woman like football too. Some of them, some, I've seen some females who die harder than I ever will. Go get him! You're like, man. And then they get, especially if they get that, that, that oil up in them. You know, I ain't, they get that oil up in them. They, but there's nothing wrong with ruining that every, all that stuff has its place. But it should never be in place of God. When you have to make a decision, when life choices, <laughs> this is how life choices become. Watch the football game go That's when you that's when you know your life is not in balance at all. That's when you know certain adjustments have to be made. Because them dudes gonna go home after they buy the win, lose, or draw, they gonna go home. Sleep in whatever thousand dollar bed they have, do whatever they do, <coughs> and anything about me, you, the team, nothing. And I talk about any of them because some of them are, are great men, have great, God is doing some great things, some of them love God, and that's a job for them. And what we take it on is where we're cleaning our car. Some of the malls you got, the malls are probably packed. And nobody's thinking nothing about Jesus Christ. And the pandemic has helped in a lot of ways because now it's broadened technology for us. It's made us do ministry in different ways. 
But to the detriment of that, most people won't ever come back into a union because they've gotten so comfortable with doing it in their homes. When the Bible tells us to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together, as long as we, and we have, and I know, do it safely, do, do, it, do it respectfully, and do it with people's safety and health in mind, absolutely. But if you can go to the mall and cast your safety to the wind, why can't you come and, and worship the God of your salvation the same way? See, we have to get ourselves together, y'all, and stop making excuses for why we don't do things. 